don't know if I can tell if it's working. Barring technical difficulties, this is all going to function. If this doesn't work, then I guess it doesn't work. But okay. we're recording. Wait, now? Yeah. I, I'd, hate to re- I'd hate to record and have it not record and then have to remember all the thing, good oh, things. Oh, yeah. No, that said. would be terrible. <laughs> uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to me, my parents, and Liam Neeson. Uh, everyone wake up. I'm awake. I'm awake now. Hi. I'm Dan. Patrick. Carrie. And this week we are finishing up yet another trilogy of Liam Neeson. Thank goodness. Uh, this was <laughs> The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Well, that's not the name of the movie. It's called no, it's Chronicles, Chronicles of, of Narnia. Ah, uh, yes. Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. I, I have the box right here. I checked. I, I did right now. Well. <laughs> I didn't the first time. <laughs> yeah, right. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was the first one. It then was, Prince Caspian, indeed. then Voyage of... Uh, so the... we're done now. They've wrapped yep. up this movie quite... This... Yep. This... Threesome, and we're done. We've yeah. talked about good movies from 2010-4 on these. This was the year of uh, The King's Speech. Which was a you good know, movie. It, among it's on other, the shelf. 20, 2010 was a good year for film. This was mm-hmm. not one of them. Well, it's... It has its features. It, it had a target audience. Internet called yes. this one Mixed Reviews. Yes. Which praised uh, the graphics and said that the plot uh, and the acting was a bit substandard. Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, things about the production of the film, because... There was some interesting stuff going on here. I uh, this the voyage Dawn Treader's a boat. We're gonna start there. Dawn Treader's a boat, and they, they're on a voyage on the boat. And a discussion was had. Are you this, talking about a boot or about a boot? A boat. A boat. A boat. I depending on this where looks from. like a Disney boat. That's what I said you at the very beginning. I said this looks like it. The actual physical craft of the the ship yes. looked like something from Disneyland. And I said. I have looked this up, and I will have information concerning the Disney and the boat. Which would you like first? Yes. <laughs> boat. Boat. It's a real boat. Yes. But okay. not on the sea. They built the boat on a peninsula overlooking a bay, and the boat was on a gimbal so it could turn 300... So the sun angles were always... What the heck? Mm, okay. And, the, and they made it so it would wobble like it was on the sea. That's kind of a lot. They also filmed the water bits in the big tank they used for Titanic and Master and Commander. Ooh, wow. very good. Well, that's a big tank. Yes. That's a good use of uh, recycling. Now, for the Disney part. Okay. If you will recall back, Mom, back to the first movies, oh, you did not do-do-do-do with the Fox theme. I know, because Disney had, had um, uh, what was it called? When you take a film and you distribute it, they had distributed the first two films. No, they 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 were producing. The, they were the they were the film. They were the backing. Yeah, uh, but the Sony was this one. Twentieth Century Fox. Fox I mean. this one. Yep, because Disney did not agree on the budget, and the first two movies didn't do as well as they thought, okay. and so they pulled out. They basically wanted to make more part way through filming. Ooh. And other companies vied for it, and Fox got it. So Fox hmm. got the third one. Oh. So they did were, it do okay at the box it office? It did better than the second one. Okay. Still not great, because they put a lot of money. Sure, yeah. sure. Like $100 million of advertising alone. And their budget for the film was like 100 So they did not make their money back. Uh, well, they made it back, but not nearly. Sure. But sure. not as much as movie makers yeah. like this is like a lot. 400% yeah. profit. Well, uh, or more. Yeah. They're working, they were in talks on a fourth one. But before they could finalize it, Walden Media, who had the rights from C.S. Lewis State, their rights ran out. And they were not in a big hurry update that. And so they're ba- the fourth movie is basically... Well, they wrapped this up pretty tightly. They did. Um, other things about this. Uh, it was the f- only one of the three. What? Uh, they, oh, oh, you mean yeah. released as a you know 3D at the movie theater? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Interesting. Um, the composer... 
uh, worked with uh, the director on The World Is Not Enough, yeah, James they, Bond movie. Right. They've they've done some collaborations yeah. before. Oh, thanks, Wikipedia. The In a row, two, the first two movies that they work together on are The World Is Not Enough and Enough. <laughs> That's funny. I, but, what was it? Where was I going to find here? Ah, oh, yes. <coughs> Excuse me. The... And the illustrations. What do you think of those? I mean, the little line drawings. The yeah, with the like in the in the credits. Yeah, in the credits. That looked like they were from the book. They were. How'd they get to do that? They didn't. It's the it's the same. The style of. You no, know, it's actually illustrations by Patricia Vines. Oh. Who was thank you at the end? She died between when they started thinking about filming coming out. Who was that? The first person to do illustrations for Tolkien oh. and C.S. Lewis. Oh. oh. And those were actually her illustrations. Okay. That ran through the credits. That ran through the credits. Oh. Huh. So that was pretty cool. Uh, That's why they felt felt oddly because com- mm-hmm. they were from the books. Yep. Uh-huh. Now, I enjoyed reading the books as a 17-year-old. I really did enjoy the books as a fantasy series. Those mm-hmm. of you paying attention will note that we've been talking for five to six minutes, depending on editing, and have not really started talking about the film. Yes. Well, because a little bit. we'll get to that. We'll get. We talked about the boat. We have. We're we're stall, about we're, st- we're stalling for a while now. <laughs> uh, because uh, well, there's not really going to be a lot to talk about no. with regard to Liam Neeson in well, this. Well, this is it's a bad sequel, is what it is. I uh, and it's not the bad kind of sequel that's like poorly made. In that, it's not a poorly made movie. It may it is what it's set out to be. Right. But it doesn't do any well. And this is what we talked about at the beginning, where uh, I didn't feel like I cared about any of the characters. And there wasn't anything going on with the characters. And I've read the books, so I kind of know what's going to happen. I've seen the other two movies. You remember some of it. I remember some of it. And I think that it didn't give me enough reason to be invested in the story at the beginning. It the character development that took place, because there was an amount of character development for one for, character. Well, the kids, the kids had a little bit, right? A little mm-hmm. bit, but the but cousin were, Eustace had the most. He had the most, and the character development of most of the characters relied on you knowing them. Correct. Uh, this is something you'll see a lot nowadays when you go watch Marvel movies. Oh yeah. yes, those, those are re- confusing to me. Those rely somewhat heavily on you knowing the characters from previous mm-hmm. films. However, nearly all of them, you do not have to have seen the other movie character development occur. No. Because yeah. even at, you know, we're getting to, okay, which which one can I spoil now? Can I spoil Infinity War? That one's been out for, that one's been out for tears now. I can spoil that one. Yeah. Thor has been in, at that point, three Thor movies and he was in... Two uh, Avengers movies? And he was two Avengers movies. Up until then. Up until then. He'd been in five yeah. other movies. Yeah. And yet, in that film, he had character development. Yeah, he had a character arc. He for still sure. had a character arc. Yeah. One that, without seeing any of the other movies, you could walk into it and go and see where he's starting and where he ends up are different places. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this film, yes, I understand that there was, like, the temptation of evil for the kids, which was in there. It was and, in and, there, and but. And they beat it. But it didn't seem to be a major player either. Well, here's my thing. Which of the main characters ended in a different place than they started? Eustace. Eustace. Yeah. That's it. That's Pretty it. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Despite there being character development, it was not character development for change. It was reaffirmation of the character they already were. It was, they started mm. out, if you're looking, you know, to take the character arc motif... Yeah. You know, they didn't have a character arc. They had a character with a little bit of wobble in the middle mm-hmm. and back to center yeah, again. It wasn't a journey from A to B. It was a 
pacing around the house. They right. ended up at the same place there. And yeah, we know a little more about the character. What about the mouse? Yay. Oh, the mouse. Ah, the mouse is the best character in the movie. Yeah. He but, had but I'm not sure that he had character development. Not a lot of character development. He didn't right. either. No, he, he stayed pretty the much fact, the same. But for the fact that he did he did pursue building a relationship with the other character that had development. Yeah. And so there was there was an interaction, a relationship thing there that I thought was... He it was, had some substance. Yeah, it did. He was the catalyst for, for change, mm-hmm. but he did not change himself. Yeah. Which yeah. is interesting. Like, Aslan didn't change. He was like of the course elder. Aslan didn't change. He was like the elder who yeah. is, just is who he is and brings wisdom. You yeah, know, that kind because of his experiences. Uh, also, Tilda Swinton shows up. She ch- was the same as... Yeah, she doesn't really change either. She was a witch. Yeah. Of course. She was She, she was farts this time. Witches don't change kind of, a whole She lot. was kind yeah. of a fart this time. I made every single I uh, missed joke I could think of every while we watched this. Every fog pun. Aw, come on. I even made a smog pun before the dragon showed up. Oh, <laughs> it was just... It just made me groan. So. And groan. Uh, and we're groan. still avoiding talk, actually talking about the movie. We are going to have to probably... We are so good. We're probably going to have to hit some highlights in here just At some point, bits. they get on a boat and they go to a place and yeah. they do a thing and then they and get done. And people are stolen. And then, uh, and then they, they don't get They don't get eaten by eels at this time. Then they go back so, to their bedroom. Some of the uh, critic things on Wikipedia mentioned it being somewhat episodic. And that's sort of the way in that the scenes don't transition well into it. Oh. Well, oh, because this is... It's the voyage of the Dawn Treader. So it's a... So we could even deduce from the title that it's this is going to be a series of adventures while we're on this ship. Go. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of what we got. That's kind of what we got. So there we, we have it. The Zero to Neeson on this one, we didn't get it oh, exactly, golly. but somewhere in the range of 45 minutes. It was kind of long. And it was just his voice. We didn't even see his character on the screen. He was mm-hmm. a reflection. He was a reflection in a mirror, yeah. He was, only, he was an well, anti-vampire. Well, I mean, not Liam Neeson's face. It was but Aslan. The, the Aslan. Yeah. Uh, he does speak, so we do get to talk about this movie. Oh, for those who don't know, he's a voice actor. Yeah, he's not actually a lion. <laughs> yes, that's true. I, I, we don't know what else to say. Nah. <laughs> I, I, I want to note that I did uh, that you did not laugh when I talked about the state puff marshmallow. I think you were having a bad day. Uh, I don't know. I thought there were some cool scenes from the standpoint of scenery, though I'm sure some of it was fictional. I thought the boat was really. Cool. I mean, there were some aspects of the boat that I thought. Ooh, that's a neat little yeah. detail. It's a, it's I mean, it looked like boat. it was a boat that could actually work. Yeah. And there was some, of course, you know, coming from the architectural perspective, there were some cool things on the boat. It was, yeah. it seemed beautifully crafted yeah. uh, somewhere between, you know, a realistic tall ship, mm-hmm. sailing ship, and a fantasy, Disney you know, boat. interesting railings yeah. on a Disney, Disney boat. Yeah. boat at Disneyland. Yeah. So, I think yeah. there was that. So there were some things like that. There were just certain sets I thought, oh, that... And, and I think the graphics were real, mm-hmm. real impressive thing. You know, special effects like that. So if you're... The music was meh. The costumes were meh. meh. The costumes... The acting... Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. They were... Like minotaurs. They were... Uh, I mean, true. it's average. They didn't wear much costume. They Nothing didn't. that made me think that was fantastic or, uh, you know, really enhanced something. I think the acting of the young man that played Cousin Eustace, that just seemed a little bit over the top. I feel almost it had to be for the kids to really accept how bad he was. Maybe yeah. for young people? Maybe young people, yeah. 
This wasn't a film for people like us who can see a character in one scene and go, I don't like him. <laughs> okay, fair point. Well, because this was not targeted at, uh, let's just say, our age demographic. People over the age of 15. Represented here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those who could enjoy multiple adult yeah. beverages while watching. So there we go. The peril scale. I mean, it's a straight zero. It's a solid zero. Solid zero. I think the, I think the first film, we gave him more because he died. And then the second one, it was a straight zero because he shows up and does lion magic. And in this one, he shows up and does lion magic. And mm-hmm. that's it. He did really cool lion magic because he gave that kid pants. He did. It was Ooh. pants magic. It's the Ooh. most powerful magic of all. Okay. <laughs> I, and then he shows up and takes the mouse to heaven. And No, said, he just took he him, just to, him to he, Aslan. He, yeah, to Aslan. He got him, like, what are those tickets called when you go to the theme park and you a fast pass? Ah, yes. He got the fast pass to Aslan. <laughs> That's it. He got a fast pass to Aslan. And then mm-hmm. tells the kids that in the real world, he's known by a different name. And they because they know him in Narnia, it'll be easier to know him in the real world. And you could tell that all of that in the room of writers when they were writing it, one of them was about to write the word Jesus and somebody slapped the pen out of his hand. Because no. they really felt like they were like creeping right up on this is my name in the real mm-hmm. world and they were going to say it. And somebody was like, no, we have to keep it symbolism. <laughs> and mysterious. I did want them. To... The movie ends quite abruptly. No, remember. Not really, because they were saying goodbye forever. like a Minnesota it goodbye. It was a Minnesota goodbye. It, it was, yeah, that yeah. part, but the back in England part was... Oh, that's They true. get back there, mm-hmm. and within and a minute of being in England, the movie They is walk out of the room and done. Yeah. I really... What I thought would have been a great ending, and I think better if they... One mm-hmm. is have them walking around in England. It allows them to have the character development the kids actually happen, because it, there could have been some, because both of the young, two younger kids mm-hmm. who both wanted to be like their older They wanted siblings, to be older. They wanted to be older, and they started to get a little bit of that, but it, that would have given the movie a chance to show that in England back home, either accepting that they're younger or having more maturity. And it would have given them a chance to have Liam Neeson like bump into one of them and say, oh, sorry, in his Aslan voice, and have him like wink and then cut to credit. Yeah. And I think that would have yeah. been interesting. And not according to the book at all, but who cares? <laughs> right, that would have right, been right, cool. Right. I find that I'm rewriting the ends of these bad movies more often on the podcast. Yeah, well, that's okay. Because <laughs> you can do that. Because it's just a podcast. Right? By the way, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was to the mist. And they are like, and they find the old guy who has the seventh uh, magic star that will help them restore the, the Mushroom Kingdom and save Princess Peach from Bowser. Uh, okay. And he says, be careful in the mist. Whatever you your fear is, it turns into them. Don't think. Oh, no! And one of the main characters immediately thinks of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, <laughs> a.k.a. a sea serpent. And he has that same look on his face that oh. Dan Aykroyd does. Uh, <laughs> it's totally true. He did. he did. My mind is totally blank. No, it wasn't blank. What did you Huh? That's exactly it. Of course it. they say, what did you think? But yeah, no. It's, he thought of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and then a giant sea serpent happens to them. And the dragon fights it, and then the dragon goes off and gets pants magic, and the and then sea the sea serpent th- turns into a. Its body opens up, and it looks more like a cobra with like crayfish legs. Crayfish legs are it's very weird. Okay, and then stuff. and there's a big subwoofer. There was, there was, <laughs> there was a when big I, subwoofer. And <laughs> I when I read the books, there was no big subwoofer. That's it wasn't in your brain. Uh uh-uh. uh no, uh-uh. They didn't say. 
insert subwoofer here. Find someone near your house to go whoa, 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 <laughs> next to you. <laughs> little special little symbols. Go do this. Yeah, I don't think that... Like those uh, the subtitles? Yeah. Let's say subwoofer. No, we didn't have that. Oppressive face. <laughs> I haven't turned on subtitles to look at how they describe the music for a while. Remember when we did that? That's oh. one movie. Fun. I think that might have made this movie more oh, enjoyable. It might have made this movie more I wonder more if they enjoyable. had that in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is a, oh, a, hey, we're, we're, a library copy. We're watching the deep. They're going by the lady that was a star. Yeah. And the boys all thought was Hyde. Because she's very warm because of all the nuclear fusion she does on a constant oh. basis. <laughs> I was totally thinking of something. What is... Talking about the star girl. Yeah. She was, she was the blue star. Okay. And then it turned into a scene... What's... <laughs> showing what movie is that wayne's world wayne's world <laughs> i thought it totally turned into wayne's world yeah for a second. both of the boys thought she was high they really? totally like right there that's those two yeah. boys Whoa. and they oh she's a babe well it's because, it's because she's babelicious one of them she's Abraham Lincoln. said uh something about like you're very beautiful and it looked like distracting and, and like, no distract. she said if, if, if it's, it's distracting, distracting, I can change forms and both of the boys go, no, that's fine. <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the same time. Right. Yeah, but there we so go. So who was that actor? It was. There, was, sure there was a real was. person Actually with a, a lot of CGI person. going on around her. You mm. mean a lot of star going to her? A lot of star power? Sure. Whatever, Mom. What? Ugh. Okay. Uh, maybe done. Hold on. Laura Brent. Not that I don't love I all don't you people in podcast is. land, because uh, I do. Um... You have a bright, even the, if you aren't a blue star, you are important. You're trying to find an example. And if you were here, I would she share been some in lunch not a whole with you. Lot. Not a whole lot. No, not a whole lot. They just keep but talking, boy, don't they? But boy, she sure did this job right. Uh, Douglas, Douglas Gresham, which you may have noticed was uh, one of the producers. I didn't. Stepson of C.S. Lewis. Oh my. Appeared as one of the slave buyers and is cameoed in all three. Oh. Huh. Well, good for you. Also, uh, Simon Pegg, the voice of the mouse. He replaced Eddie Izzard, who was the voice of the previous film. And mm. they did so because Simon Pegg bring a more serious tone. Because in this film, he's being more of a mentor figure. Mm-hmm. They also changed the bushier uh, eyebrows and whiskers. He looked older. They also changed Aslan's CGI to look more like a realistic lion instead of a shining golden lion. Oh. Wikipedia has a lot of information about the CGI on this. Pretty more than I More than I think I've seen on many other ones. Well, is that because... There's, there is this like a fan wiki? No, this is real Wikipedia. Real, okay, we've just launched a new category of Wikipedia. Dan just called it real Wikipedia. I know, right? <laughs> that means it's real. It means it's all true. Okay. If it's on the internet, it's true. Last thing we're going to talk about in this one, because now I'm looking at it. What's a duffel pud? A duffel pud? It's they created 16 duffel puds. It's the one-footed creatures that were oh, invisible. Yes. Sure, that would make sense. No, they, no, they didn't create them. C.S. Lewis created. Well, I mean, created as in they were the small CGI. people that had there were a really two, large there were one two foot. real actors on the stage on the on, when they were filming. Okay. The CGI people then made for CGIing sixteen different oh. sixteen distinct characters, characters. to mm-hmm. put over the two actual actors. Oh, that's crazy. Hmm. So, because they were, um, one would be on the ground and one was carrying another one. Yeah. So that. So then the one, uh, if it was a real full-size person, mm-hmm. they would just have a real-size person there and then put three of them over. Oh wow. Hmm. Yep. So. There we go. That's yeah, all we know about this. Film. Zero on this one. Quick. Let me update it so I don't forget. I mean, a zero in that 
you know, if you want to watch a good family film, you could watch this. Yeah, I mean, no, there's, there's no sex. The violence is really not bloody gory. Not like last week. Woo! Yeah, the Drawn Treader. Did we watch it? Yes. We watched it, yes. We Order. gave it a zero on the peril meter. Zero. And, I'll accept uh, that. Yeah, I think that's pretty solid. Oh, sorry, we had a 10 line. We're good with yeah. that. Yeah, that's right. All right. Balanced. All done. Stop doing this now. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.